Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Superconscious Success Podcast, where Jen and her Superconscious Success family co-hosts bring you valuable content each and every week on topics relating to manifestation, spirituality, and most of all, using your superconscious to manifest success in all areas of your life. Now on to today's episode. Hey there, Superconscious Success fam. Welcome back to another episode of the Superconscious Success Podcast. My name is Spiritual Coach Jen Matthews, and I am here to speak to an amazing guest today called Michelle Custode. Michelle is an advocate for new paradigm success, where everyone has the opportunity to thrive. She offers 25 plus years of experience in the field of adult education, personal development, and human potential. Now, as a bridge between soul and business, she helps others to find success in both worlds. Her visionary, catalyzing, purpose-driven style energy energizes and grounds pathways towards meaningful success. Michelle aims to find the smoothest way through any rough spot by employing a potent blend of intuitive, innovative, energetic and strategic practices to create a 180-degree turnaround attitudinal and structural shifts that result in stellar outcomes. Michelle is also the author of eight self-empowerment books, most notably The Destiny Discovery, Find Your Soul's Path to Success, which is the one that we're going to be delving into today, and her most recent book, Heart Empowerment for Empaths. She teaches and speaks on various career, purpose, and wellness-related topics. And her forthcoming book is actually called Manifest Success, How to Activate the Five Golden Keys of Conscious Creation. Hi, Michelle. How are you going today? Hello, everybody. Hi, Jen. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to playing with you. Yeah, thank you so much for being here and talking about your your book, The Destiny Dis- Discovery. Um, I went through that book and um, and I had a bit of a read and it is absolutely amazing. And I definitely recommend anyone to go to Amazon and, and download that. Uh, we will have the links to it below below this um, podcast transcript. So um, so we're going to get stuck straight into it. We're going to be particularly talking about your six-stage destiny discovery process um, mm-hmm. with a particular emphasis on one of those particular stages. But before we go into that, can you give us a brief outline of what your book's about and what somebody could actually hope to get out of it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, when I came into coaching, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up, but I, Mm -hmm. I knew that uh, I had a purpose and believed that I had a purpose. And so purpose always was just my passion. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote that book um, over about a decade. And the book is really geared towards people that are looking for answering that question of what's the more that I'm supposed to be experiencing. I know there's more that I'm supposed to be expressing. There's more to life. And, you know, who am I and why am I here? You know, the essential soul questions that we all have. 
And um, I have a gift of being able to kind of take these really big ideas and kind of going up to the divine and bringing in some useful information and kind of breaking it down into a, a, an understandable process. So really, I took this idea of what is destiny, which is probably one of the bigger topics in the world, yeah. and divided it up into stages that I saw my clients going through and sort of helping them navigate what happens during each of those stages so that they can move through the stage quicker and of course get on purpose that much faster so that they're really being who they were born to be. Fantastic. And so before we delve deep into that, can you just give us a little bit of an insight as to as to your story so that we can sort of like connect it with with this book? Yeah, yeah. So I was um a light worker um uh, an indigo child growing up. Um, I wasn't raised in a family that had any idea what that was or understood sensitivity. So I learned the hard way <laughs> that I was, you know, tuned in and tapped in and um, wired a little differently than other people. Um, luckily for me, in my early 20s, I found many of the authors that I love to read, Wayne Dyer, Marianne Williamson, Deepak Chopra, all those folks back in the day. Um, kind of got into that spiritual uh, awareness fairly early on and then also discovered that I had a gift for writing as well and that just all kind of like came together along with discovering coaching at the time which was really just a beginning kind of thing um, so I'm definitely old school when it comes to that um, and so really just kind of like got on that path very early and then have evolved and you know ever since and then also come into spiritual gifting around um energy healing and light body work that i now do with my clients fantastic and so so you grew up you said you grew up in a household where um where they didn't quite understand what an indigo child was that must have been quite difficult at that stage because what age it did really you begin did. to realize this yeah, it really was. I was so sensitive. I was really, really sensitive. And I actually, you know, in my other book, the book about empathy, um, I really go into my story of healing my family of origin issues. Um, because, you know, a lot of light workers do land themselves in, in dysfunctional families. It yeah. seems like it's part of our training for whatever <laughs> reason, at least the early, the early stagers. Yeah. Um, luckily, the ones coming in now have a whole different reality, which is great. Uh, but back then, um, just I, I, I just had a lot of heart healing and forgiveness work to do in my own journey. And um, that is a big part of our destiny and purpose as well. Is, it's like there's two books that really go hand in hand. It's the Destiny Discovery, and, and that has all the structure and all like the navigational. But the, the other one, which is about the heart, it's like we have to have the heart healing as part of our process. Otherwise, we're just being intellectual and spiritually bypassing. Yeah. Which there still are people who do this. And, and so we need both. And so I realized that after I'd written the first book that there was still this inner peace for me to, to, to work through in order for me to really be my purpose. Yeah, absolutely. And when you talk about spiritually bypassing, what do you mean by that? Mm -hmm. I mean, when people take uh, intellectual concepts and like try to just be like, oh, well, that's just, you know, that must not be divine timing for me or no. they take things and they don't really go within and say, how do I really feel about it? And if it's anger or upset or feelings that they're not comfortable dealing with, they just kind of shove them down and just kind of keep 
going into their head about things and intellectualizing it with a spiritual concept. And um, that, that is where we can get stuck. Yeah, fantastic. And so as I was going through your book and I was, I was reading it, uh, you mentioned about soul alchemy. Now, can you explain a little bit about what soul alchemy is? Absolutely. It's also called inner alchemy in my other book, but it's all the same because it's really kind of like, I believe that the curriculum for our enlightenment is our life. Mm-hmm. So what other changes, challenges, um, things that are presented in our life is part of what we're here to experience and learn from. So what we can do is learn to alchemize those experiences and particularly the pain yeah. and the heartache and the stuff we don't want to deal with. It's all part of grist for the meal. It's grist for the soul's meal. You know, we come here to learn and evolve and actually ultimately our purpose is to know how to love. And that's everybody's purpose. Like that's the ultimate, you know, like we all got that assignment. And then each of us have individual assignments that we're working through that we have to alchemize. And inner alchemy is really going within and doing those, doing that work instead of the bypass, but actually going within and doing the work and healing, forgiving, doing whatever processes that work for you, whether that's meditation or yoga or working with an energy healer or coach to actually move through um, the old stories and the old pains. Yeah. Because so that we grow our soul. Because we need to, we need to recognize that, like you said, our purpose here is to love and to learn to love. And that can, that can be a big task for some. And I think that um, recognizing that these adversities that we go through, because we all go through adversities are here mm-hmm. for a reason and they're here to help us to expand and to grow as as human beings and as souls so um so that's i agree 100 percent. and um and i appreciate you going a bit into soul alchemy because it was something that that i was interested in uh throughout the book so um Mm. now also something i wanted to ask you is um can you explain a little bit about what finding your wealthy queendom is because that was something else <laughs> that was talked about yeah well well luckily that's what i'm playing with now after going through a lot of the alchemization process is like getting to the other side of being a light worker and knowing your purpose is like being able to consciously create the reality that you do want mm-hmm. and of course we hear all the time about the kingdom is within and all that and and that's great but the queendom is about women coming into their power and coming into their wealth and and being those conscious creators and manifesting the success that you know they that they are worthy and deserving of and that's part of the shift of consciousness right now is we're balancing those scales between masculine and feminine and coming more into that that this side this feminine energy has a lot of value um, and it's time for us to receive you know, physical things, the money and, you know, the castles or the lifestyles that we desire as well. So that's a program that um, I just put out this year. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. (laughs) And I think that it's, that's really important because I do see a lot more women out there that are really Mm -hmm. starting to come into their own and to discover that feminine power and to really recognize that, um, that they had the potential that possibly one years and years ago um, that was suppressed. So um, it's great to see women start to really expand and to um, recognise this power. So I think what you're doing with that is is amazing, and um, and I look forward to looking into that a little bit more. So um, so when we talk about our power, 
Um, how important is it for us to focus on our power and choose what level it is that we are going to play at? Yeah, it's, um, it's always a choice, right? So mm-hmm. it's like choice is our master gift. It's like the, the gift that unlocks everything. And even with our power and our purpose, I think they kind of go together. Yeah. Like the higher you go with your purpose, the more power you're actually divine power you're sharing. Mm-hmm. And ironically, the more that you go up into your expression of your purpose, the more open or receptive and surrendered you are. So the less of the you of the identity and the, you know, all that yeah. stuff is out of the way. And now you're just more of like the essence and the channel for what wants to come through. And to me, that's the highest power. And that's the power that we're trying to plug into along our spiritual journey. Fantastic. And a lot of it has to do with how much purpose we're allowing ourselves to express. Yes. And sometimes it can take a little while to discover what your purpose is, um, mm-hmm. apart from our purpose of, of um, showing divine love. And, and um, you know, it's, um, so it can, it can take a little while. So it's not something that you recognize overnight. But it is something that you can work on and you can connect with the divine. And, um, and I would assume that you, are, um, you use your intuition frequently, um, mm-hmm. as I do. And um, the divine can come up with some incredible ideas um, to help lead you on your path. So yes. you were talking in your book about four levels of consciousness. Can you go a little bit into that for me? Yes. So basically the four levels, uh, the one that we're most uh, aware of is the victim level, which is like life happens to me and, you know, woe is me. Uh, Mm -hmm. Then once you realize that you can make a change in your life, you become like a victor and you like read a self-help book and you take a class and you say, I can change my life and become more of a victor in life. Yeah. Um, But then there's stage three, which is you become Um, a vehicle and you realize that something else is really driving the car, but sometimes you still kind of drive yourself, but you, you get a little bit more surrendered into the higher power. Mm -hmm. And then the highest level of consciousness, as I see it is vessel consciousness, which is where you are open and surrendered and you're allowing divine to move, move through you and, you know, make your choices and create your life from that more surrendered place. And so if somebody wanted to access that vessel consciousness, um mm-hmm. what are some what are some techniques that that you uh, is that that's a million, million dollar question Jen. Yeah. um i don't think a lot of us are there yet to be honest Gosh. no 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 there's been a few you know <laughs> the masters on the planet yeah. that's what we aspire to yeah. um you know of course there's i would say there's no one way to get there and yet there are some pretty well tread paths such as meditating and forgiveness and practicing love and compassion and all those, but those could look a lot of different ways. Um, but it's very rare to see somebody who's truly gotten themselves all the way out of the way. Um, but I do feel like that's coming. I do feel like that that's coming and that's part of the shift of consciousness that we're in. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get to see that and have a better conversation a year from now and maybe actually have some good examples. I, I totally agree. I think that with um, with the whole COVID pandemic that has been that has been going around has has expanded the consciousness. Um, mm-hmm. I, I see a shift happening, and I agree that give it give it a year or two, and I think we will see more people actually moving into that into that space. Um, mm-hmm. But you said what was the one that was just before the vessel? So that's that's when you're really starting to work with the divine. The vehicle. The vehicle. If you think about like driving, it's like 
And, and when we really are doing the vehicle consciousness the best, we realize that, you know, it's like that phrase, like if God is your co-pilot, move over, right? So the yeah. more that we let God or divide, or Gus, which is God, universe, or source, I think that's a cute way to put it, <laughs> <That's Gus. laughs> um, drive the car, the vehicle, then we know we're like, we're along for the ride and we can enjoy it so much more. And, you know, we can relax. Yeah. And actually enjoy the journey and you start um, and that's beautiful yeah you start to go into the flow i i know with me when um when divine go i feel like divine is doing all the work and i'm just the vehicle to be able to to make it happen and it, it allows you to go with the flow um allows mm. you to not stress because you know that everything that you're doing is is putting you on the path that you're that you're supposed to be going on and um and it's the most incredible feeling once you get to that stage and i think yes and i think that unfortunately so many of us um remain in that victim mentality that we don't actually understand how incredible it can be to just let go of that and to recognize that it we have so much power and so much control of our own lives and we can choose what what the direction of our life is going to be like and yes. um, I mean, you see this, you see this, especially in teenagers, they are very good at, at, at the victim mentality. But as they, as they mature and they evolve, they start to recognise that power if they're guided correctly. Um, and, you know, and I think that's where we all need to, you said go from a victim to a victor. So that's mm -hmm. when you start to recognise that you have control. Yeah. And then also, Jen, it's great. I agree with everything you just said there. Um, and the other piece about the victor is that that's very addictive, too, because then that's when you get addicted to that there's something wrong and that you need to fix it. And you, read, uh -huh. you keep reading book after book after book and you just never feel OK. And yeah. I was in that stage for a long time. I can be completely honest. And it eventually it's like, wait a minute, like that's no way to live either. That's just a step along the journey. So we got to be very careful with that. And, mm -hmm. and again, be, be, let go and let go and let go. And, you know, my favorite phrase about letting go is like, let go or be dragged. Right. And that's yeah. kind of the energy of right now. It's like, if the more that people are going to hang on, the harder of a experience they're just going to have for themselves and they don't have to, you know, it's your choice. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, we do talk about how important it is to let go and just let be. And, um, and that is something that is so difficult as we are brought up in a society where um, it's based on control and a society where, you know, even, even as children, you know, our, our parents had, I suppose, control over us and they, they told us what we could and what we couldn't do. Um, and, and the thing is now that I think that there are more indigo children out there, um, and I believe there is a lot more consciousness out there amongst the young ones. I've got two teenagers myself and I see this, my, my daughter is, is a very strong personality, but she, um, but I believe there could be some indigo in there with her. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that as we, we start to recognize that, I think that, um, that we start to realize that that is kind of drifting away. The, the old paradigm is starting to drift away and, and there's no longer that, that control that there once was. So we are in control of how we live our lives. And, um, and so I think that's great that you went into those four levels for us. 
Um, so now we're going to get into the really super exciting stuff, which is the whole purpose of your book, which is the six stages of the destiny discovery process. And I love that. I love that title, Destiny Discovery. What was it that made you put that together? Well, it was a divine download, but I, the way I think about it is that we're always the most happy and giddy when we're in discovery, right? And I I equate this, like if you go to the beach and you're looking for seashells, right? It's like a basic thing, but when you discover one, aren't you super excited? Oh yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, I just got one. And, and that's what like life can be like when we're on this higher path journey. And of course, purpose and destiny go together. And of course it was a great combination. So that's kind of how the title came. Um, and then the six stages just came because like, I have a lot of like, um, I guess Virgo, which is very like orderly and efficient. Yeah. I like yeah. to understand things. And so I wanted to understand the stages. And so the stages came and, um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about those here in a minute. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm excited to go into that. Um, especially mm-hmm. focusing on the, the whole awakening process, because that is, that is something that, as we said, the the universe, the the planet, we're all starting to go through a much deeper awakening process. But before we do delve into that a little bit deeper, can you uh, go through the six stages for us so we know what we can hope to expect? Yeah, let's do a quick like what they are, and then I'll go and backtrack. Mm-hmm. So if you have a piece of paper, they all start with A. Um, and so really quickly, it's awakening, and let me make sure I get them right. Awakening, awareness acceptance articulation action and allowance right so those are the six stages yep and i want to say too that um they're intermingled like it's not like you definitely go through them stage by stage but even in the middle of the stages you're sort of interweaving them sort of does do that and i think when i explain them you'll you'll see that a bit more but like you said, Jen, the, um, the first one is awakening. And that is, I think, the most important because if you never awaken, you're not going to go on your destiny discovery journey. Mm-hmm. You would just walk through your life and just, you know, that's what you'll do. And there are still people that might be having that experience, but more and more and more people are going on their awakening. And the challenging thing about awakening is that it's often the rude awakening that gets us to wake up. So it could be a job change or a health or a a relationship issue where we go, ah, like I'm in pain and like, I don't want to feel this, but that, you know, but it sends us on the journey. Now I will say again, because there were so many light workers that came before we have smoothed the path for those coming to awakening now. Mm -hmm. And so you should, should you choose to pay attention, have a much easier awakening process. Yeah. And so how, Oh, because I know that during my, my awakening, I, I, it was during a hard time in my life. And mm-hmm. I think that um, how would somebody know if they're actually going through that process? What would, what would be the telltale signs that you are starting to awaken? Right. Um, the, the one thing is that call, I call it the yearning undefined. It's like you can't put your finger on it, but you know there's something missing and you need to go find it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so that's one thing. Um, if you're experiencing a lot of dread, like job dread, you wake up in the morning, you're like, I just can't do this one more day. That's a sign. Um, COVID, the whole thing that's happened, that's a sign. Yep. Right? So like major, major things that are happening around you to you um that are out of the ordinary those are all signs 
Um, but mainly it's a very subtle voice inside that's like, there's got to be more, there's got to be more, and you're here for something more. And also I would think there's, uh, and this goes into the awareness, but when you start to awaken and you start to become aware, you start noticing like, oh, you listen to a, to a podcast and yeah. you hear something that one of us says and it like, it clicks with you, right? And mm -hmm. those are all like awakening clues. Um, and I will say the other thing about awakening is that we got to be a little gentle on ourselves because think about it. When you're asleep, do you like it when people wake you up? Yeah, <laughs> probably so not. No. <laughs> no, right? So, <laughs> so it's like so funny. So when you're awake, don't try to wake up anybody else because yeah. they've got their own process. And so there, I was just a little caveat because, you know, um, generally speaking, we like if we're sleeping, we like to stay asleep. Yeah. And I think that's the hardest part is I think as somebody begins to go through an awakening process, they're around people that are not quite ready to go into that process. Right. And so it does, it does alter the relationships that you have in your life because mm -hmm. you may be at a completely different vibration to what your loved ones or your friends or, yeah. or others around you are going through. And sometimes it can be, it can be quite painful because you will start to you will start to drift away from people that maybe mm -hmm. you um, at least this is what I experienced um, some friendships dropped away. Yes, but what you've That's got true. to but what you've got to recognise is during that time, um, people are in our life for a purpose, and they're in a, in our life for a season. From like the way I look at it, and I think that if we appreciate them for, for who they are at the time that they're in our lives and recognize that it's really important for us to focus on our vibration and mm -hmm. to focus on, because in order for, and I don't get your take on this for all, in order for us to hear the divine and in order for us to connect with the divine, we need to remain at a high vibration, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and unfortunately if we're, if we're around, if we're around people that are, of a, of a different vibration to us, then that makes it very difficult. So sometimes people can, can drift away. So yeah, relationship changes is a big sign, especially romantic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. um, and it's, and it's not, it's not something to be frightened about. It's something to, yeah, mm -hmm. it's something to recognize that, um, that it's just a step on your journey. And, yeah. um, and there's, there's so much amazing stuff out there for you that yes. if you just let go and, and recognize. Trust the yeah. yeah, totally. And that's where we need to have people that are there with us, community and coaches to kind of help us navigate because it sounds so much easier than what you and I are saying it right now. But when you have to let go of a major lifestyle or relationship that you've known your whole life, that your entire identity has been created around. And all of a sudden, like your awakened self is like, you need to let all that go and go down this path that is unknown. Yeah. This is why it's like the, the changes can be too much. So that's where community and coaching can come in. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. so, um, so we, we go into the awakening process and then you move from awakening and you go to awareness. Now, now go a bit into what awareness is. That's where, like we were saying, like you might have dreams or you might hear a, a podcast or read a book, or you just have like these little flickers of like a new thought that you never thought before, but it sounds really good. And you kind of resonate with it somewhere deep in your soul. And it's like, you start to have these awarenesses of like, yeah, there might be something else I'm supposed to be doing here or another way I could be living. 
And um, it's just like, it can be tiny at first, but sometimes it's major. And um, basically it's like adds up until the paradigm shifts within yourself to get you to go to that next level, which is acceptance, which uh, a lot of clients come to me in acceptance because acceptance is, there's several layers to it. Like, it's like you have to accept your past and come to peace with your past. And a lot of people have a lot of stuff that they haven't resolved. So that's a whole process. Then you have to accept like who you really are, what your purpose is and say, yeah, indeed you are supposed to be a, a you know, an energy healer or a teacher or a coach or something like that. It sounds easy, but accepting that to the fullest extent takes a little while. And that's why um, a lot of people end up in my door in that stage so that they can accept who they are and where they're meant to go. So that's, so that's when you, is that when you delve into your purpose and, and accepting what your purpose is and yes, that's yeah. And so, um, so that's pretty much as a coach, that's typically where people will, like you said, that's where they tend to show up because they're like, Mm -hmm. I need to know what my purpose is. I need to know why I'm here. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and is it also the place that, that you begin to learn to let go in the, during the acceptance phase? Yeah. And again, like all these are kind of woven in and, and, yeah. and we'll get to stage six, but that's the allowance stage. But allowance is happening at every single stage because mm-hmm. it's like when you're going through your awakening and things are really tough, allow, be kind, let go. When yeah. you're trying to figure it out and trying to like being aware, but then like you read everything that you can get your hands on, allow your process, allow your process, allow your process when you're accepting. Um, and then stage four is articulation, which is just a fancy, nice word of saying, being able to write it out or say it like my, my purpose is to, uh, awaken people to their purpose, or my purpose is to heal people from their trauma or something like that. Like yeah. putting it in sentences where people can understand it. And also like with that stage, I've seen a lot of people who don't know what their purpose is, like write a whole book. And if yeah. you're writing more than a page, you don't know your purpose no. <laughs> because it's just a bunch of, it's too much. Like you should yeah. be able to get to it on a business card and it like, it makes sense. You should be able to put it into like a mission statement, yeah. um, which will, which will say it in one sentence, exactly what your purpose is. And then you can branch out and you know, you can, you can write down your goals or whatever, whatever your intentions are. Yeah. You can expand on it, but basically keep it short and sweet. And that tells you the essence. And then once you have that, now notice stage five is action. Mm -hmm. And action really is when you start taking action to put it out there or make changes or do those lifestyle shifts that we've talked about. I mean, again, there's actions at all through all the stages, but that's when the big action happens. Like you need to, you need to write on your calendar, your freedom day from your job that, you know, you know, you need to leave or (laughs) move across country or something like that um that's where that action stages um comes in yeah because sometimes sorry no i was just going to say that sometimes as we start to become more aware and we go through the awakening and we um and we start to recognize our spirituality um sometimes we can tend to forget about the action part um, and sometimes too, we, we force ourselves to take action. And I mm-hmm. find that if you allow the divine to, to work through you, um, as a vehicle, then you don't have to force it. It just automatically comes to you. And that's what yes. our life is supposed to be. It's supposed to be inspired action. 
inspired action. Yep. Yeah. Because the amount of people that, that I know that they, they go to work every day and they're just waiting for Friday to roll around. Um, mm -hmm. And, and one of my, one of my um, purposes is to inspire others to actually, to actually um, get in co connection with their, their higher self and to get in connection with the divine so that they can um, figure out what their purpose is um, so that they don't have to go through that. So they don't have to go through um, going to work and then going. I was just speaking to somebody yesterday that um, I think it was at one of the supermarkets and, um, <laughs> and I said, oh, how are you today? And she goes, oh, I'm looking forward to Friday. And it was Monday. And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, no. Like, um, it turns out she was, she was going on holidays on Friday. So that was her reasoning for it. But there's so many people that live that every single day. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And also with that, too, a lot of people with purpose, like, um, they come to me and they just want to know, well, just tell me what I'm going to do. And, like, they want to get in action. But they haven't gone through awareness, yeah. acceptance, like, really integrating and coming into that deeper essence. Because that's like putting the cart before the horse. Like, it's like there is a process here. And it's like, it's like a baby. You can't make a baby come at two months. Your purpose is a process that's going to unfold over a period of time that yeah. is right for you, which comes to stage six, which is the allowance, which is, again, interwoven between each of these because it's like we're allowing ourselves to be inspired and take action when it's time, not to try to push push something but to allow and trust and that comes into the trusting part of that we were created for a reason there is something higher going on and we can actually trust our process fantastic well they those six steps i think you've broken down into beautifully makes sense right <laughs> it totally makes sense and you don't recognize it until you do break it down like that because you just go through it and you go, oh, I was actually in that stage and I was actually in that stage. And, um, and getting to the allowance phase, I think, is actually, it can be difficult sometimes. It takes, it takes a while to get to that point. But just recognise that, that the divine is working through us. And, um, you know, and Michelle is, you do coaching, don't you, Michelle? Yeah, so you help to take your, your clients through the six-stage process? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Fantastic. So if you, if you are going through that process and you do need a bit of, um, bit of help with that, Michelle will surely um, take you through that and, and help you go through those stages. So, um, so, Michelle, I have loved talking to you about this book. This book has been amazing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm looking forward to, to delving into it even deeper. And um, I just wanted to know, in terms, of, in terms of the six stages, what can people do to get started um, on, on going through those stages? What would be some tips? Yeah, I would say a really great place to start is to look at what's really not working in your life and like what's the biggest pain area or the thing that you've been tolerating the most. Yeah. And really dig into that and like look at what that is. And um, I would also, the second part of that is make a choice to change. Like I'm willing to change this. And I always recommend people don't um, use affirmations uh, in the wrong way. And what I mean by that is like 
So some people will be like, I am a millionaire. And your inner self is like, no, you're not. (laughs) That's not a good affirmation. A better affirmation is I am committed to learning what it takes to be a millionaire. Yeah. Right. Now that's a much better intention. So like around purposes, like, so I am my purpose. No, you're not. But you are committed to finding out what needs to happen to discover your purpose, or you're committed to getting support so that you can find your purpose, you know, do something like that. And then I would always challenge anybody to take a baby step, even if it's a small step in the right direction. Um, And that could be get a book or take a class, get a coach, something that actually puts you on the path. Because once you actually put your foot on the right path, you will make a huge difference in your life because that is the first step is often the hardest, but it's the most important. Yeah, absolutely. And I just wanted to quickly, before we do finish up, um, I just wanted to ask you, what part do you, do you believe that forgiveness has when it comes to, um, to this process? Because I know that as you get to a certain point, forgiving the people in your life that have hurt you is really important, right? Huge, hugely important. Yeah, it's um, it's the part about the having your heart be clear and open and activated, um, because the heart is the create. That's the creation station, mm-hmm. and that's like I said before, the heart empowerment is another piece. It's like these two go hand in hand. Yeah. This the destiny discovery is your your process, but the heart empowerment and doing your forgiveness work and loving yourself and coming into a compassionate, courageous, loving heart is the part that's going to get you through the path that you're on because people give up really easy. Yeah. But if you have an empowered heart, you're going to keep going no matter what until you get to that place where you know, like I'm, I'm, it's not like you're here because you're always here, but you know what I'm saying? Like you resonate that like, yeah, I'm committed because mm-hmm. being committed and being interested are two different things. And if, if you want to go down a destiny d- discovery path, you have to be committed. You can't just be interested. Yeah. It takes the commitment, but the hard empowerment and doing that inner work allows you to be committed and to, and to go the, to go the distance. Absolutely. And it's important that, that not only do you forgive, forgive others, but you also forgive yourself um, yes. so that you can open that heart up and so that all the possibilities and all the potential comes through you. So thank you so much for being here with us today, Michelle. I have thoroughly enjoyed talking to you and delving into the soul and delving into the six stages. <laughs> and, and hopefully now the listeners can begin to to unwind all of this and begin to, like, like Michelle said, start figuring out in your life what is not working and start to, start to unravel it and, um, and figure out what changes need to be made. Because sometimes we sit in things that we shouldn't be sitting in because we're in a comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And getting out of our comfort zone and recognizing what truly is the best for us is really, really important. So thank you so much for being with us today. Can you, you please let um, our listeners know where they can find you and what resources you have and that sort of thing? Yes, yes, yes. Um, all of my books are on Amazon, of course, and uh, many of them are on Audible and like so audio. So if you want to sit back and listen, please check those out. I'm at coachmichellecasto.com, which is my website. You can sign up for a free gift there. And then if you're on Instagram, I am magical coach there. So follow me and I'll follow you back.
Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Michelle. And you have an incredible day. And, um, and I look forward to speaking to you very shortly. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye, Michelle.